running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. Welcome back to another episode of Running Up the Score. I'm Jerry Napoleonello. He's Kevin Donlin. On this episode, we're going to get into the Wests, AFC and NFC. The great thing about these two divisions is that two of these teams, we have an extensive look into training camp due to hard knocks. But when it comes to the fantasy side of this episode, we'll be discussing tight ends. Running up the score NFL preview. So let's get right into it. We'll start off with the AFC West. AFC West. And we're going to start off with the Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. Team that gets a new stadium this year has to share it with the Los Angeles Rams, unfortunately. But, you know, yeah, I'm not still playing. confused at what's going on there in Los Angeles. <laughs> I can't tell who plays where and. Who's got fans? Who doesn't? It's been yeah. so confusing ever since they all moved out there. Well, that was the thing. They were they were playing in a uh, a soccer ar- like arena or whatever. So we'll start off. I mean, right off the bat, you got to talk about not having Philip Rivers this year. This is a yeah. team that's had Philip Rivers for his whole career, and you know we saw another quarterback from that draft finally retire, and Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger still playing. You know, Philip Rivers moves on to the Colts. Obviously, when we get to that with the AFC South, we'll talk about that. But going into the Chargers now, you're looking at Tyrod Taylor and you're looking at the rookie quarterback that they drafted. Obviously, I you know, I think they're starting off with Tyrod Taylor to start off the season. We'll see what ends up happening. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that gets I'll be that, honest. that has had an extensive look at Tyrod Taylor when he played with the Bills, you know plenty about Tyrod Taylor. Well, I don't really know much. I just knew that I wasn't worried to play him. Yeah. You know, and that's just coming from the fan standpoint of an opposing team. Uh, you know, can we see a different guy in San Diego? There's no doubt about it. Tyrod Taylor is more than capable of doing it. But unfortunately, I, I see the San Diego offense taking a step back. And that's not saying much because their offense wasn't too uh, dominant last year. But you know, San Diego's got a lot going for them. They got a really tough defense over there. They got really two great, capable pass rushers in Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. And it, it allows you to basically – oh, it's Nick Bosa, right? No, it's Joey Bosa. Joey, Joey Bosa, right? Yeah. He's the one that's in uh, San Diego. Yeah, yeah Nick's the new Nick's kid who's just unbelievable yeah. for the 49ers <laughs> yeah. that I wish the Chets could have gotten. Yeah. But it's another story for another day. When it comes to the charges, though, I, I expect a pretty decent year from them. I expect this, the offense to take a step back with Tyrod Taylor. And that's nothing against Tyrod Taylor. I'm kidding. It has everything to do with Tyrod Taylor. I, I think Eckler's more than capable. Keenan Allen's a great number one. I know Keenan Allen, just in general, is dropping down draft boards. Now, why else would he be dropping down draft boards in fantasy football unless they're expecting a step back from their defense? And that's just what the expectation is. And, you know, this is going to be a different year like ever before. You know, like I've talked about this with other players, other players, other people, that these rookie players are going to have a very hard time at breaking the starting lineup because that was the perfect reason for the preseason and those important games. They're not important to the fans by any means, but they're very important to you know the big time fans like me, and they're very important for these rookie players who need to go out there and prove that they belong. And 
it's a great time for that. Now you got guys going right into the NFL season. I expect not to see that many rookies coming out and making big impacts early. But the Chargers find themselves in a situation where they have a lot of guys with a lot of experience. they got to play a big part in the beginning of their season. I think they're going to have a pretty good start. But when it comes down to it, there's no doubt that their offense has taken a step back. I think the defense continues to be elite, so they continue to be a pretty decent team. But they need more to get over the top. I think what helped them this year is adding some of the offensive linemen that they added. They added the tackle Brian Bulaga from Green Bay Packers, which Bulaga has been a very, very good solid tackle for his whole career, especially when when he was in Green Bay. You know, they add Trey Turner, a guard from Carolina. He's He's young. very good too. Yeah. So you add him to you add those two to already you have Mike Pouncey, Scott Quisenberry. You know, they they have a front line that can that can hold up move the ball. Exactly. Yeah, so I think they could be capable of doing it, but I still see a step back. I mean Tyrod well, Taylor listen has a lot to prove. Tyrod Taylor has the tools to to win you some games. Is he going to carry your team? Absolutely not. And that's that's the problem right now. That's what they're hoping that they're going to get from Justin Herbert. But as you were saying before, with the, the kind of year that we're in right now, there's no preseason game, so you're not able to see Justin Herbert. So for you know a rookie quarterback that was taken early in the draft, obviously being the sixth pick, when you see a quarterback pick that high, usually – one, two, maybe three weeks, and they're in, or starting right away. But now it's a different year. Do we see Justin Herbert before week six? Who knows? We have no idea. We, we would have in the standard Absolutely. NFL that's, season. That's exactly what I'm saying. But unfortunately, we're in the circumstances that we are right now. Yeah, and they add Linvold Joseph, which is you know on the defensive side of the ball, is a run stopper, which is huge. They he can single-handedly that. stop the run, and it'll be a big impact. I think the Chargers exactly. are a very good team. I think continue to make strides. It's the it's the position yeah. that they have the the question mark in, and that's that's the it's issue. It's a wild card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could be a ten plus win team if they get a great performance out of Tyrod Taylor. And I've never argued that sometimes a player just doesn't belong with an organization. And obviously things started out pretty rough in Buffalo for Tyrod, and you know a new change of scenery for him is probably exactly what he needs. Yeah. And. Do I expect this to put the Chargers in a over the hump? Absolutely not. But is it possible? Of course. I mean, they have a great surrounding cast. You know, I've talked about this with other teams. It takes more than just one player in one position to win football games. And right now, the Chargers have a great, great roster. They really from, do. From uh, top to bottom. Yeah. And, and that's... I expect them to be a very, very competitive team. And they're going to have to be because they have arguably the best team in football, the Kansas City Chiefs, sitting there in their division. Oh, yeah. And that, that's the thing, you know, when you're looking at Tyrod Taylor, yes, he's not the best quarterback. Is he a, a very good backup quarterback? Absolutely. Will he win you games? I don't know single-handedly, but he will win you some games. And I think that's what they're hoping, just to bridge the gap to Justin Herbert. Tyrod Taylor is a very smart quarterback. He's played behind some smart quarterbacks as well. He won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, being the backup of Joe Flacco. So it's definitely a guy, it's that veteran presence at a position that they have a rookie quarterback that is, is it's perfect for the Chargers. Is this the year for the Chargers? I you know, it, it's tough, especially like what you just said. The Kansas City Chiefs are still the team that that is in their division and with the team that they have going up 
against the Kansas City Chiefs, whether it be Tyrod Taylor or whether it be Justin Herbert, there's no matchup. <laughs> you know, there's no matchup to Patrick Mahomes. It, it really isn't. So I think the highest that the Chargers will be able to go this year is second place. And you know what? The Vegas Raiders, they, you know, obviously now they're in a new place. They add some veteran pieces. You know, so who knows what's going to happen with the, the Raiders, with the Broncos. The Chiefs are the the the, the constant in this, this division. And it's going to be the Chiefs and then everybody else playing for second place. And we'll give our, our records at the end of this preview here. But, you know, we'll move on to the Chiefs being that we're talking about the Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, obviously, are the Super Bowl champs. I mean... You know, you you sign Travis Kelsey, you sign Mahomes. Mahomes got a big deal. So uh, <laughs> this team altogether, they really didn't need to do much. Obviously, Super Bowl champs, there's really not much to do. Uh, you know, they didn't really, they didn't really lose much. They added some some pieces. Nothing crazy. You signed Travis Kelsey, as I said, Patrick Mahomes, the two guys that you needed. They signed a Chris Jones, which was huge, which at that point, it's like you knew you were going to give Mahomes that big of a deal. You knew Travis Kelsey was going to get paid. And then Chris Jones was kind of like that guy on the on the fence was like, you know, are we going to give this guy a deal? What, you know, and they were they were able to give him a pretty lucrative deal. And now they got three of their top players signed for a while now. And that's what the Chiefs needed. The thing that you have to start thinking about is Tyreek Hill. He's going to have to get paid. The Honey Badger. He's going to have to get paid. You know, these guys, Frank Clark. You know, these these are guys that have played big, big roles in them winning a Super Bowl. And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting when it comes down to the Chiefs. You know, and, like, they really, they really didn't lo- lose much. Kendall Fuller, LaShawn McCoy. Terrell Suggs, you know, guys that were playing roles, veteran presence on a, a young team. Blake Bell went to the Cowboys, Morris Claiborne, Dustin Colquitt, these guys. Then you draft a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which is huge. That's a huge addition with the speed that he has at the running back position. I think they did well, especially with their first pick at the 32nd spot. So, I, You know, I, I don't see any difference coming from the Kansas City no. Chiefs. You know, we know what to expect. You know, their defense is going to be pretty good. Their offense is going to be at another level than anybody else's. And it is what it is. And Patrick Mahomes is a great player. Deserved every penny of what he got signed for. Kansas City does have themselves in trouble with the salary come future years, especially with a lot of unpredictable variables in place, as well as, uh, you know, our fans joining to watch the games. Are they playing their part, the fans almost? And by that, I mean financially. You know, what happens with the salary cap with the NFL? They might drop that salary cap as opposed to raising it. Yeah. And that could raise some concerns with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, we're talking about this for the future. You know, right now we're talking about what they what to expect out of them this year. And there's no doubt about it. They're going to be the best team in football. And it's going to be led by Patrick Mahomes, who has been unstoppable. doesn't matter. The, Who's on defense for them? That's my question mark with the Chiefs was even last year, their defense wasn't great. 
their defense stepped the hell up no, in the op- playoffs. Oh, yeah, that was 100% huge. in the playoffs, absolutely, and when it needed when yeah, they needed to absolutely. be. absolutely, you know? and that's what you want. That's why guys like uh, Jones got paid. Yeah. Overall, I think their setback will be their defense. Listen, the Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champs right then and there. Now they have a target on their back. Whatever team that they're going to play, you're going to get the best team, <laughs> you know, going into that absolutely. game. Absolutely. So that's it's going to be a tough ride for Kansas City. There's absolutely. no such thing as an easy ride yeah. to the Super Bowl, but uh, Patrick Mahomes makes it look easy every Sunday, yeah, exactly. and I expect to see more of it as we go along. But unfortunately, for the rest of that division right now, it's it's the Chiefs' division to lose. Yeah, and we'll see how it goes. You know, obviously, this is why we play the games, and again, like a lot of unpredictable situations going on in the NFL this season, especially with players and rookies not getting much opportunity. You know, for all I know right now, I got a rookie playing running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he has no game experience. Yeah, people even had this debate with me over and over, even fantasy purposes about Hilaire. It's unpredictable. I don't know what to expect. I don't know much about the kid. He's a talent. There's a lot of people talented at that position in the NFL. Yeah. And like I said, there's guys like Fournette who, for all we know, if this rookie can't handle it right now and we're unaware of it, <laughs> he could certainly get signed. You know, they can go certainly sign someone like Fournette. Yeah. And here we go. And it yeah, can be well, very that's... cheap by the way Fournette's situation was going. So he's already getting paid. So he just might be want to play the game of football. I can understand that and get a year under his belt, make even more money. But, again, there's a lot of unpredictable variables with the Chiefs. You know, we'll see what we can get out of their running game. They're going to have to be able to run the football. Mahomes is a great talent. But if you can't run the football, it is very easy to defend Yeah. when a team can't run. You know, it's easy to pass rush. You know, Mahomes does a great job at evading those pass rushes. There's no doubt about it. But when you've got teams that are coming after you, down in and down out, it's it's, it's much more difficult to move the ball. You're going to have to be able to run it. And, you know, we'll see what happens with the rookie. Uh, I personally expect Darrell Williams to be the starter to start uh, just based off experience. Um, he's been there before. Live well, game action. It's gonna be a lot different this season this year. You know, when you got guys like you got no fans. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a lot different the game. A lot different vibe. Interested to see how the NFL is gonna go about it. But when it comes to the Chiefs, again, like I said, you know, the rookies at the running back position, uh, definitely a worrisome for me. But the rest of the team got a lot of experience. I expect them to be just as great. I wouldn't want to call it the word easy, but that, that's literally what it's gonna seem like for them as long as Patrick Mahomes stays healthy. Well, the biggest thing with the rookie running back Clyde Edwards Laird. I think they're going to use him a lot in the passing game, and I think that's where you're going to get the best out of him. I think he was going to play that way even if Damian Williams didn't opt out, and I think you were going to see him in the passing game more than in the rushing game, obviously, because you have Damian Williams. But now that Damian Williams is the opt-out, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they run. Listen, Andy Reid loves his running backs. We knew that from Philadelphia with Brian Well, he Westbrook. gets production out of them. Absolutely. Every time. Yeah, and he loves passing to them as well. So that's Absolutely. where I think offense. you'll see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire more in the passing game. And maybe you'll see Darrell Williams as the running back to start off. But like I said, we're, we're, we're talking about the, the reigning Super Bowl champs. There's really not much that you can say – Negative. Other than this, yeah, basically, like this team is at the top until they're not, <laughs> you know. So absolutely. So we'll deal with it that way. We'll move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. As I said, they're going into a new home, not the black hole anymore. But I guess it's the perfect season 
to move into a new home after leaving a place that was beloved, the black hole, the way that the fans were, you know what? Maybe it's better off that you're moving into a, a new home without the fans for now. But they made some moves. They made some moves in the offseason to go into this new stadium, bring in Marcus Mariota as a backup. You bring in Jason Witten as a veteran presence because it, he's probably not going to play past this year. You bring in Carl Nassib, Malik Collins. I mean, basically, it's the Las Vegas Cowboys, Jeff Heath. You know, they so, bring- <laughs> so where's the – you said upgrade? Yeah. But they bring in Nelson Aguilar as long as he can catch. You know, this uh, is, you know, is an absolute disgrace <laughs> at what you're saying to me right now. And uh, when it comes to the Oakland Raiders, there's no doubt in my mind. Last place says their name all over it. Really? Um, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I think their offense is going to be able to move the ball at times. I think that offensive line is probably one of the most intimidating ones in football. I think they'll have a good job at uh, trying to move the ball. But, again, you're trying to compete with teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not going to be able to go toe-for-toe. Uh, Your offense might be able to consistently move it. But the defense for the Raiders right now is a lot of question marks. Last year was very awful. There's no doubt about it. They played awful. They gave up points to everybody. They had a hard time stopping teams. It's going to be a big impact for the Oakland Raiders. I I really don't see a difference. The names you're saying off right now are not difference makers right now. I mean, enough difference makers. Teams are still going to be able to move the ball on the Raiders. It's really going to be based on how well their offense plays. To see if they could consistently keep up. But right now, you know, their wide receiver core is taking a hit. You know, Tyrell Williams went down. And I think the rookie got bothered by an injury. There's, yeah. there's a lot of issues going on with the Raiders right now. And it's a lot to ask for with Derek Carr. Feel bad for Gruden. Gruden's a great head coach. So I think Gruden, with his coaching, might be able to get them about, if lucky, seven wins. But I, I don't see any strides. I don't see playoffs whatsoever when I look at the Oakland Raiders. They could prove me wrong. I'm quite certain about this, especially with the division, the other defenses they'll be playing against. But it'll make it very difficult, and I just don't think their defense is going to keep making things difficult as much as their, team, their defense is not going to be able to make things difficult. I'm trying to like figure out a situation <laughs> yeah. as to where they can make things difficult for an offense, but I'm not no, seeing they, it. They, I don't see enough thing- performance. Hopefully, scheme can make a big impact, and Gruden's coaching can make an impact, but... They just don't have the personnel right now. And I got to see things out of these guys from Clemson that they picked up. I know they got some guys, young kids, and they have a lot to put in their second year. But in their first year, they had a very, very hard time. And I I, I don't see a change happening anytime soon with them. Well, they were 7-9 last year. I think they've gotten better. Not extensively, but I think they've gotten better. Because you look at... You're looking at a team, Josh Jacobs, another year under his belt. If you get Tyrell Williams, you'll have Nelson Aguilar next to him with Henry Ruggs. You can add Hunter Renfro in, in the But unfortunately, you, know, the you don't have that right now. That's that's and the issue is, right know, now. The season's coming. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this then, is not the division where you really want to start out slow. Like I said, uh, you know, like you're talking about with a bunch of rookies coming in. Again, a, the big problem is that this is a lot different. You know, yeah. it's hard to get those rookies up there on the depth chart. And they're filled with a bunch of rookies in a lot of positions right now. It's going to make a lot of things unpredictable, and they're not going to come out fast. Kind of similar to what I said about the Chargers coming out fast. I think the complete opposite of the Raiders. I don't expect the Raiders to win week one whatsoever. The issue that I see when I'm looking at the Raiders is their their linebacking core. There's not one big name when you're looking at this. Got to consistently stop the run. That's That's why they turn into big names. Exactly. Because they can stop the run. Yeah. So that's that's the issue when I'm looking at the roster of the Raiders. You know, the secondary, Jonathan Abram, I think is going to be very good this year. Damon Arnett, 
Yeah, but if a quarterback has a half hour to throw. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, and, and then I don't know, care who you have back there. You can have Darrell Revis, Ty Law, the all cornerback team hovering. You got to get pressure of the quarterback. And that's where I just do not think the Raiders are going to get enough of. And I think Patrick Mahomes will be able to dissect. I don't care who's corner on Tyreek Hill. If you give him enough time, Tyreek Hill will find a way to get open. That's the thing. Like, we can't compare the Kansas City Chiefs to this team because, and I understand that they're in the same division. I just find it very hard to believe that they get out of this division successfully. No, I I don't think they're, I don't think they're a playoff team, to be honest with you, but. I think it just sucks because they have a decent team. They need a couple of more pieces here and there, big name pieces. You know, because you look at yeah, I I don't. They're coming in last this division. If they don't, then bring out the tweets, bring out everything. Uh, Raider fans, (laughs) tell me I'm wrong. But uh, unfortunately, the division they play in is so tough, and the next team we're about to talk about is just as tough on both sides of the ball. I mean, it's a tough division to be playing in this year. And it really is. The Chargers are a good team. The Chiefs are a good team. And the Broncos are a good team as well. Yeah. And we're talking both sides of the ball. Do I think the Raiders are a good team? Yes. I think their offensive line is great. I think their offense should be able to move the ball despite the fact they're not having too many stars on the team. But on the defensive side of the ball, there's no doubt they have the worst side of that amongst the four teams in their division. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you you're just – putting Von Miller on a team <laughs> that just you well you know, put Von me. Miller and they also got that other kid they drafted last year too and they got both ends Bradley yeah. Chubb I mean you got Chubb and you know we'll go right into Denver obviously yeah. I'm, I'm done with the Raiders again the heat can come all they want from the Raider fans but I'm just being realistic right now the rest of their division is very very tough and it's going to make it very difficult for the Oakland Raiders to even get wins among among their own division let alone outside the division at this point I think the Oakland Raiders will have a decent year. I said, I don't think they're going to win like two games. I think they're going to win their share, but it's just going to be so tough in that division to, you know, not see the bottom of it at this point. I have more faith, like I said, in Drew Locke to consistently move the ball, especially if you're going to have that defense. And that's where we're going to go to. We're going to go to the Denver Broncos right now. Denver Broncos. Drew Locke at the helm, you know, starting quarterback, second year under his belt, had a decent first year. They got Cortland Sutton, a very inspiring wide receiver. The guy's been incredible real pick-me-up for the Denver Broncos, who really kind of needed it. They needed some sort of spark. Their offense was looking, uh, at times last year, uh, quite miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at a team that adds Melvin Gordon to already Philip Lindsay backfield. They're more than capable of running the football, the Denver they Broncos. They absolutely are. And you look at their front line. Their front line isn't great, but it's not It's not bad. You know, and I think... It's probably the worst in the conference, though. In yes. The, uh, not the conference. And the in worst the in that division, Yeah, no doubt. absolutely. But... Then you I add, think their defense makes up for it. You add Jerry Judy now to Cortland Sutton, as you were saying. You know, and that right there makes yeah. a one and a two look pretty good. I mean, their third, you know, well, you're, they got a lot look, to prove. Like I said, they ha- rookie, they do wide receiver, a lot yeah. to prove. I don't even did he make it up to the depth chart yet? I mean, I'm I would be surprised if he didn't. But. I, I would be surprised if he was the number two. I'd be very but surprised. It's just tough. Rookie like, is a lot of more new experience, a much quicker game. Uh, it's going to take time. I mean, I'll. I'll name the wide receivers for the Denver Broncos, and you tell me if you've ever heard of them. <laughs> Trinity Benson, Fred Brown, Tyree nope. Cleveland, Deshaun nope. Hamilton, KJ nope. Hamler, nope. Kendall Hinton, Tim Patrick, nope. Deontay Spencer, Cody White, and Jawan. So Winfrey. it's going to be. So I'm thinking like Judy. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. But again, you're, you're looking at a rookie yeah. in the wide wide receiver position. There's a lot to know. A playbook. 
uh, route running everything. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a learning curve for these kids. They have solid. Uh, I, I, I really ends. don't see Denver coming out strong either, as well as like I spoke about with uh, you know the Chargers and the Chiefs. I think the Chargers and the Chiefs start this season on the top half of it. Yeah. I think you're looking at Denver and Oakland kind of on the bottom half, fighting for uh, who's gonna get those two slots. And I'm pretty sure that's how we're looking at the four way of this division. Uh, Denver's got a great defense. They got a very very great chance every time they take on San Diego. Those games will be very important. You're looking at two subpar offenses with two dominant defenses. And, you know, what defense is going to pan out more? I, I put the edge on the uh, Denver Broncos at this point defensively. I honestly think the Denver Broncos probably have one of the best defenses in football. But I also believe the same thing with the San Diego Chargers. So that'll be a really uh, great battle in the middle of that division. I mean, I'm seeing Kansas City at the top. I'm seeing Raiders at the bottom. And I'm seeing a competition in the middle Yeah. as far as that conference. I mean, that division. I keep saying conference. And you keep saying San Diego. Why am I so obsessed with the word conference? <laughs> and you're obsessed with San Diego, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah well, <laughs> and I'm always going to call them the San Diego Chargers. I mean, I've already gotten confused of what's going on in L.A. We've talked about this uh, between the Raiders and the Rams and the Chargers. I don't know who's playing where. Don't care, to be honest. I really, it doesn't matter to me at this point because I'm a fan and I'm not allowed to go to any of these games. So it would be a lot different of a game. I think football will be a little bit different than a lot of people expected. Yeah. I think the product is still going to be on the field, which is a good start considering everything that's going on around us. But when it comes to these four teams, you know, I'm going to go with the order. I'm going to obviously go Kansas City Chiefs up top, no doubt. Patty Mahomes, you know, they live and die by him. Uh, barring injury, you know, there's no stopping the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and their defense will be good enough to you know, basically just keep teams at par. And, you know, their offense is going to be anything but par. Yeah. They're, you know, they're going to be throwing great scores up all season long. It's going to be tough to stop them. As far as number two, I'm going to probably just go with the San Diego Chargers here. I think their defense is a little better than Denver. I think this is a little bit of a toss-up based on the unpredictability of both teams. Denver's got a great more comfortability with their offense, so that'll be a big difference. You know, it's just tough. I mean, I really – it's it's like I can't put a number on who's going to do better, the Chargers or the uh, Broncos. If I were to guess, I mean, I started saying Chargers, but more likely I'm, I'm probably leaning towards the Denver Broncos to come in second in this division on the basis that their defense is very good as well. I think the offense has got more comfortability than uh, Chargers. Well, I think there's a lot more of a learning curve when you have a new quarterback and a new system. I think Drew Locke has already been there. He knows what to expect out of his offense. I think he's got a more of a capable hand on the offense. I think that'll lead to more success. And so I'm going to put them in the second spot, but it's not by far. And I have the San Diego Chargers right behind him. I'm going to stop saying San Diego. I'll go with Los Angeles. Fine. The L.A. Chargers come in a close third in the division. I think both records will be within range of each other. Denver and them will be fighting. And it could be a playoff spot. Who knows? And then the bottom half, I'm going to go with the Raiders just on the basis that I really just don't think their defense keeps up with any other defense in this division. I think their defense had a lot of troubles. They're going to have a lot to show me. I mean, I, you listen, I'm, I've been proven wrong before. So to prove me wrong, you know, the Raiders are going to have some – opportunity to try to do that and it's gonna have to be on the defensive side yeah i know what to expect that out Derek carr that offensive line should be able to get a push josh jacobs should have holes they should be able to move the football but uh the lack of the receiving core and the basis of their defense has me questioning them putting me in no doubt they're at the bottom looking at the way denver is structured and looking at the way the the chargers you know that's we're we're basically in the same boat when we're talking about, you know, the way that this division is going to pan out. Just that the Kansas City Chiefs are number one, period. The Las Vegas Raiders are now probably, just because of the way this division pans out, they're last. 
and then you look at these two teams and it's like it's a toss up like you said it's a toss up because you know you have Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback or you know Justin Herbert as the quarterback in LA and you have Drew Locke as a quarterback in Denver but my difference as you said too my difference is you know the defense here and when you're looking at the LA Chargers you're looking at Derwin James, who actually just got hurt in camp, so we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, he got hurt last year, too. It's just been yeah, an unfortunate yeah. turn to Great safety. That young great man. safety. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just can't great stay player. on the field. You look at Joey Bosa. You look at Melvin Ingram. You know, you're looking at two defenses that are very good. And, you know, uh, the Chargers added Chris Harris, which is a huge pickup for the secondary. But you look at, you look at Denver, A.J. Boye. You're looking at... Kareem Jackson, you're looking at Justin Simmons, you're looking at yeah, they Von got a Miller, great team as you're looking well. at I mean, Bradley both, Chubb. These defenses you know? all throughout this division yeah. are scary. Yeah. So I, this don't is, want anybody on their fantasy teams in this in this division. Even Kansas City, who seems unstoppable, these are tough matchups to yeah. go up against. And uh, if you're an opposing team in fantasy football, you're banking for one of these division games when you do take on certain Chiefs. And when you're looking at these these teams, I, you know what? The best rushing offense I see out of this team, I think, which is going to be my difference in this second or third, I think it's Denver. When you look at Philip Lindsay, you look at Melvin Gordon, two different running backs. They're more than capable. Absolutely. And I feel like that's going to be the difference because when you're looking at it, they're kind of, you know, Denver and L.A. are, are kind of the same, you know, between defense and offense. And I think just the way that it's structured with the rushing offense for Denver, I think that's going to be the difference by one, maybe two games being second or third. So I'm going to go with Kansas City, Denver Broncos, L.A. Chargers, and Las Vegas Raiders. And I, like, I feel bad. I feel bad for the, the Raiders because the Raiders do have a good team, but they're just in a very tough division. You know, and you want to see a team flourish in a new stadium, but it's just it's not going to pan out that way for the Vegas Raiders this year and for years to come because you got <laughs> you got Pat Mahomes in the league for the, that division for the next ten years. And it's not going to be it's going to be like that for a long time. And I've been yeah. there. I'm a Jet fan. You know, I had Tom Brady in my division for years. It's a uh, it's a very miserable situation, yeah. and it's probably the best way to put it. It's unfortunate. Just got to do what you can, tame the beast. That's, that's basically what it comes down to. So sticking with the West, we're going to move over to the NFC side. NFC West. This is another interesting division, very tight division, very strong division. And as I said, we, we've been watching Hard Knocks. We've been able to see the inside of the Chargers training camp. We've been able to see the inside of the Los Angeles Rams training camp. We're going to start off with Seattle. Seattle Seahawks. First, because Seattle has been running this division for the, the good part of the last 10 years. So we'll kick it off with the, the Seattle Seahawks, and we'll, we'll talk about them. Because, as I said, this is a very strong division. These teams hate each other, and they're always great games when it comes to the, these division games between these teams. And Seattle, altogether... You know, they're always a strong team. You know, when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson, it, it always, you know, and and you were proved wrong last year when we did our preview. You said that the Seattle Seahawks were going to be last place. 
that didn't happen last year. I was wrong. Yeah. Very wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, I just, it, was, it was towards my love for the 49ers. I thought they were going to make ridiculous strides, which they did. Yeah. So all together with, with Seattle, you know, they have a, a decent draft, stuff that helped them. Uh, you look at a team that was already 11-5 and five last year. You know, you add Jamal Adams to a already decent defense. You know, their offensive line has always been the criticism, especially on this show, when it comes to, you know, this team. And Russell Wilson is that quarterback that can carry a team. And he's been doing that for Seattle for a while now. And no, absolutely. I think, it, I think it's the same thing as the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. You know exactly what I was saying before. They're going to live and die by uh, Russell Wilson as much as Kansas City is going to live and die by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and the only difference is the team that can rely on Patrick Mahomes the most has weapons other places, you know, like Travis Kelsey. You look at a team that, you know, they have Carlos Hyde as a running back. DK Metcalf has, has stepped up more than anybody really could have imagined. And he's really putting himself in that number one slot for their wide receiving core. You have Philip Dorsett, Tyler Lockett, guys that can play a role. This team is, you know, obviously it's Russell Wilson, but then altogether this team is defensive up the wazoo. That's that's always how it's been since they were going for their Super Bowls. They're always based on their 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 defense. And you add Jamal Adams, Quadre Diggs, Quinton Dunbar, Trey Flowers. You already have Shaquille Griffin. Their secondary is very good. The problem is this year is going to be getting to the quarterback. They don't really have that great of a pass rusher. And you look at their linebackers, Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, still there. And Bruce Irvin will be able to, to rush the quarterback, but he's one guy. And you you look at these the rest of these guys, you know it kind of goes like how I was talking about with the wide receivers for Denver. Tell me a, a guy that you've heard of before: Demarcus Christmas, L.J. Collier, Puna Ford, Rasheem Green, P- P.J. Johnson, Cedric Lattimore, Benson Mayawa, Brian Moan, Jerron Reed, Alton Robinson, and Peter Tempenpinmuwa. <laughs> uh, you know, when it comes to Seattle, like I said, um, they're going to live and die by Russell Wilson. Yeah. And, the, you know, the rest of his roster is a question mark because last year they did not play well. No. Neither side of the ball. I don't think any of the offensive line was great. I think Russell Wilson had to create a lot. You know, you felt really bad for someone like Russell Wilson. You know, he's playing great football. Give all the credit to him. That defense has made some adjustments and getting better. I think the defense is going to be a lot better than it was last year. And I think it's going to lead to a lot of success from the Seattle Seahawks, which is unfortunate. I'm a Jet fan. I do not want to see success from them this year, but there's no doubt about it. Russell Wilson's a great player. He's going to carry that offense by himself, and I think the defense has added enough pieces to make themselves relevant and certainly a shot at getting out of the top spot in this division. We'll move on to the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. This is a team that I feel could possibly stay around the same, you know, 13-3. and three. First of all, you you have to it's hope my pick right here. <laughs> you have to hope that you know Jimmy Garoppolo can stay on the field. You know that's that's another big thing when it comes to this team is just the health of Jimmy Garoppolo. But altogether, this is a very very strong team. 
defensive, offensive. You know, they add Tavon Austin, which, you know, really stepped up for the Cowboys last year. But when you're looking at their wide receiving core, another kind of – You know, honestly – no name. What are you talking about? Tav- you know, Tavon also had like six catches for the Cowboys the whole year. Relax. <laughs> yeah. No, I honestly don't think there was really an addition that needed to be made for the San Francisco 49ers. I think they were a very good team already. I think they still have a great team. I think Garoppolo did awful towards the playoff time last year in yeah. trying to keep this ball moving. It was very questionable at times. You know, my judgment of the San Francisco 49ers, they're going to be a great team. Yeah. But I think Seattle added a couple more pieces on that defense. They kind of put them over the top. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to be a great team. They're going to be right up there. They're going to win games. Their running game is going to be nonstop. I think their head coach is amazing, an amazing head coach, great strategy, makes adjustments when needed. He knows he's got a great running game, and he abuses it. The defense speaks for itself. They play great. I think it's going to be very, very tough for the other teams in this division. You know, when you got defenses like San Fran and Seattle and what it's going to look like, and then even the Rams as well. It's going to be a miserable year for someone even like Kyle Murray. I mean, I know, you know, again, we're going to go more into each detail with all these teams. But when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, this division is saying defense all over it. Oh, yeah. And just by based on the two teams we've gone through already, uh, the 49ers are right up there when it comes to a great defense. And it's going to lead to a lot of success. I think this division could potentially hold three teams in the playoffs. And it sounds like a far-fetched idea. With like you know the NFC East in existence and you know et cetera, but this division shows a lot of promise. They have a lot of good players in this division, a lot of key players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think the offense it might be a little bit of a struggle for the 49ers on the basis that I don't think they'll be able to spread the field with Garoppolo. Uh, hopefully he can with guys like Kittle, but it's going to be based on this running game that's got basically like a three or four headed monster. They'll go with anybody. Uh, that's willing to hold on to the football and get the blocks from the guys up front. Yeah, so, you know, this team already had a good offensive line, but then you add a guy like Trent Williams, which was huge. Uh, but when you're looking at, the, like you were saying, the three-headed monster, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, Raheem Mostart. Uh, and there's more. There, there's th- definitely there, more there, yeah, well, guys capable of handling the rock in that running scheme, and it's ran to perfection. My issue with them is their wide receiving core. There's really not that big name, that number one wide receiver, and I think that's going to hold them back a little bit because, you know, your your number one weapon is George Kittle. And to have a tight end like that, he's going to get doubled because there's no reason to have anybody doubled on the outside because you look at the guys that they have on the outside, there's nobody there. So they added Jordan Reed which is another good uh, you know, addition to the tight end core. But I think they're, the wide receivers is gonna is what's going to hold them back. Of course, uh, they got to be able to spread the field. And I said it's going to be very difficult for Garoppolo to do that. Yeah. They're going to run because the ball effectively, so their offense will move the ball at times, but it's going to be tough to consistently get scores. You know, because their active reserve list is all their wide receivers. Travis mm-hmm. Benjamin opted out. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurd. IR, mm-hmm. JJ Nelson, IR, Debo Samuel, non football injury or illness. Yes, that's what I meant. That's so, oh, so he, I'm like trying to think of so it. So, did he have COVID? No idea. Again, so, like you so said, there, like right there, Chris Thompson, their, their wide receivers on IR. So, they lost all of their wide receivers, whether it be mm-hmm. to injury or opting out. And now yeah. they're left with, you know, Dante Pettis. 
you know, like in Tavon Austin. It was very so, unproven last year. Yeah. I think he uh, had a lot of screw-ups. And it was a known fact that even announcers were making comments based on uh, his play last year. So I think that's the, the holdback. You know, Super Bowl bound again. I don't, it's going to take I, work. It's going to take it's a lot work. of work and maybe a, a deal or two here for a wide receiver. You know, so th- it's going to be, hey, but you know what? Des Bryant's out there. And being that he's out there, maybe he's a guy that could be looked at, especially when you're looking at these wide receivers. Uh, uh, you know, they, they need somebody. Uh, I, you know, I would take a, a guy that's been off for a year and a half, two years, you know, to add to this that it would make it better. But mm-hmm. we'll move on to the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. A team that added a very, very, very good wide receiver. And in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in the league, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. And I just I think that's such a huge pickup when you're adding him to our already solid, always reliable Larry Fitzgerald, and to add to a, another year under Kyler Murray's belt, it's just it's something as a second year quarterback would love to see when you're when you're looking at your offensive weapons. I think this team is the wild card. I, I I honestly feel like this team is the wild card. This team is that team can flip this this division upside down if they were to do well. And last year they finished five ten and one. I think they're definitely going to be better this year. I think Kyler Murray played well. He made his his uh rookie mistakes that's going to be different this year. I think, you know, just being able to see his the way he plays and and everything like that, I think it's going to help their offense. You know, you you look at Kenyon Drake as their running back. You know, their wide receiving core, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk. I mean, that's I think that's the best wide receiving core in this division. Could be one of the best wide receiving cores in in the league. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line has to get better. Because Kyler Murray was sacked, I think, the most in the league last year. But a lot has to do with him holding the ball because he does like to, to move around in the pocket, roll out, and, and, and things like that. When you're looking at their defense, they signed Buda Baker to a big deal. You know, you're already looking at Patrick Peterson, who is who he is. Trey Kirkpatrick, they add. You know, their their secondary is, is very good. Again, another team that kind of slacks when it comes to pass rush. I think adding Isaiah Simmons in the draft was big for them. Hassan Reddick already that's there. Chandler Jones. I think their defense is going to be solid. The The question mark is, is Kyler Murray going to stop making those rookie mistakes? They should be able to compete as well. Me personally, I have the Cardinals in the bottom half of this, but they have a lot to prove. Yeah. Based on last year, it looked like at times they were lost as an offense. Kyle Murray was a great talent, but you need the protection, like you said, and uh, they are by far have the worst offensive line in this division. And I think it plays a big impact because you got to win the trenches, especially when I talked about the three defenses in this division aside from you know the Cardinals. Cardinals defense are very good. They should be able to stop teams within this division at times. But unfortunately, it's going to be a lot of work trying to get points on the defenses that uh, remain in this division. 
and therefore it's going to be very difficult to get wins. I, I, you know, when these teams play each other in this division, don't matter what, they're always competitive. They're always great games. I give a credit to this division. They're, they know each other very, very well. So I expect the Cardinals to get wins at, at times in this division, and they're going to be a pretty decent team. But, uh, you know, the rest of these teams in this division are going to be pretty, pretty tough. They have a shot at outlasting the Rams, but two teams that we've already talked about, the 49ers and Seahawks, they seem like they should be the ones that are able to dominate, but it's very, very unpredictable as we progress. Don't know what to expect, like you said, the lack of receiving core with the 49ers, you know, and then we're talking the complete opposite with Arizona Cardinals. They have everything they need on the offensive side of the yeah. ball, including the receivers, but you need the blocking and you need the running game. And Kyle Murray can only do so much. And do I expect Kyle Murray to be a great player in this league? Absolutely. I think he's going to be a great talent. I think he'll, you know, he, he has the early standards of someone like Russell Wilson. But unfortunately, uh, you need the offensive line. Russell Wilson has played in this league long enough, and the, uh, the speed has caught up with him. The game slows down for guys like Russell Wilson, who have been in the league for a couple of years. And wow. Kyle Murray's going in the second year, like I said, a lot of unpredictability, you know, with the way the season's going to go. And, you know, there's a lot more to get used to than uh, getting ready for a Sunday. And the opening kickoff, there's going to be a lot more that comes into play, a lot more differences that they're going to make an impact with a lot of teams, especially the younger players. And I think Kyle Murray fits that you know, standpoint perfectly. I think there's a lot more experience on the other three teams on both sides of the ball. And I think that's going to be the difference as to why I, you know, I'm placing them at the very bottom. And I know it's the easy cop-out way of you know, saying this, and but this team – is going to go as far as Kyler Murray goes. It, it, that's absolutely. I think their defense is solid. I think their offensive weapons are out of this world. Anybody would love to have. So I think it just comes down to Kyler Murray being able to play as good as he can at the quarterback position without absolutely. making rookie mistakes. And of course, right there is what's going to make the difference between this Cardinals team. And I think. Five and five, ten and one. I think they'll be better than it was last year. I think they'll have an upgrade think, on that. I mean, uh, I think maybe seven and nine, maybe eight and eight. I think that's that's what they're looking at this year. I put them in like where I put with the Raiders yeah. situation and what they expect out of them. Yeah. So we'll move on to the last team in this division, Los Angeles Rams. As I said, this is another team that's in hard knocks, so we've been able to see a lot more of them, and it's also a team that's. Moving into a new stadium, as we you know we were saying before, they're moving in with the L.A. Chargers. So both teams will be playing in SoFi Stadium. And this team altogether is a very interesting team because they got all the talent in the world. Jared Goff has taken huge steps. You know, they go to a, a Super Bowl, this and that. And then they have a very, very bad season last year. Mm-hmm. And... What's the team that we're going to see? Is it going to be the Super Bowl team? Or is it going to be, or are we going to see the team that we saw last year? And they really, they didn't do much when it comes to additions and subtractions. You know, this team, you have a guy like Aaron Donald. (laughs) You know, that right there is enough on the defensive side yeah. of the ball because he takes double teams, triple teams. It doesn't really matter. The guy's a beast. You know, you have Michael Brockers, obviously, still. You know, this is a team that, you know, it's – they have the talent, but do they do anything with the talent? And you you look at a wide receiving core, Cooper Cup, 
Robert Woods. You know, they they both, you know, had a, a okay year last year. Wasn't great. Jared Goff. I just, you know, I think a lot has to do with their offensive side of the ball. That's that's the difference with this team. Their offensive side of the ball has not really progressed them. And I think Jared Goff is still having good seasons, but they really don't have the weapons on, you know, anywhere else. You know, when they when they went into the NFC Championship game, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods were playing unreal. So, to me, you know, this team it it's not it's not focusing on Jared Goff. It's focusing on everybody else on this offensive, you know, side of the ball cuz their defense is going to step up when it comes to pass rush. Their secondary is horrendous. But, you know, I just, like, to me, this team feels like the last place team. That's how I feel when when I'm looking at the L.A. Rams. I honestly am going to put them fourth place in this division. You know, when it comes to the Rams, I honestly think they will have an opportunity to compete with the two higher-up teams in this division. But... You know, like I said, there was a lot of troubles last year within this offense and a lot of concerns. But I, you know, I just like I have a hard time putting someone with Aaron Donald on a last place team. I think he's just too dominant. I think it made too much of an impact. You know, I could be wrong when it comes to this. And, you know, the Cardinals could have that little over the hump. You know, when it comes to me, you know, I think there's not much that has changed. I think Gurley was terrible last year. I also think that Gurley only had one good year under his belt. You know, his rookie year, he was awful. Uh, Second year, he kind of came out of nowhere and was an absolute monster for this team. You know, they had guys like, you know, Roger Saffold. These guys were just pushing people left and right. But as we continue to uh, monitor, you know, what's going to happen with this running game, you know, Cam Akers becomes a big impact. Again, a rookie. We talked about this with rookie running backs. Very difficult to get used to the gameplay of an NFL Sunday game. But again, it it could be a lot different as I've talked about it. You know, with the lack of fans, I think it brings down the nerves a little bit. I think a big thing with uh, NFL players and rookies are the nerves. You know, you're playing in front of a bunch of people, the professional level now, in front of all your coaches. I think the nerve level is still there on the basis that your coaches are still there and, you know, you need a job out of this and uh, your future rides on it. But again, with the rookie players, I'm very questionable about what's to happen when the first starts. I mean, Cam Akers can come out and be a monster. You know, we don't know. There's a lot of unpredictability coming from the Rams. I understand where you're coming at with him, them coming in fourth. I personally placed them in third, but again, it's like a similar standpoint where I'm uh, I'm putting Seattle and San Fran in a certain area of this division, and I'm putting the uh, Cardinals and uh, Rams on the other end. Like you were saying, Cam Akers can come out and play unbelievable, but you know, the one thing that every rookie says when it comes to the NFL is the speed is is such a difference so the fact just getting used to it is the toughest part and the fact that these guys haven't even had a preseason game and weren't even able to have a preseason game all they've been able to do is play against each other and you know what which is it's you're not doing full contact against each other because you're trying to stay healthy until uh, the season starts so I think that that's huge because they're running that plays for every team though that's what makes this no yeah absolutely but their running back position is is so like up in the air that you're you're kind of leaning on a, a rookie that hasn't been in a, an NFL game yet that hasn't had that kind of speed or anything like that that 
it's it's really hard and then you know you're you're really putting all of the pressure on Jared Goff and when Jared Goff had his best season he had a very very good running game and Absolutely. that's and that's, that's the what difference. I've always said it always opens up passing lanes and and, and uh, I think that's going to be the difference the and uh, like that's that's the reason why I'm so taken back on on the Rams and I, I'm a little questionable you know when it comes to them because you know like listen their defensive side of the ball they got Aaron Donald and they got Jalen Ramsey those are two top players at their positions but you know what that's it's to me it's not enough because I'm looking at this team and I just don't think that they're going to put up the points that they did when they were playing very well and they were the number one team in this division and Absolutely. I, you know I just I don't think they're going to stop enough points from being scored to what they're going to score it's just I don't know. I, I just I feel like the way that this team stacks up to the Cardinals, not that big of a difference. But when you're looking at the Cardinals, I think that they have the spots that they need with the players that they need, you know. And I think it's just enough to get them over the hump of fourth place into third place. And I, you know, I I'll give my my top four here. I'm gonna say San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. And the third and fourth spot, I say a one game difference, maybe a two game difference. Well, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks to win this division. I think oh. there's no stopping oh. Russell Wilson. I think he's just as dominant as he's just as so, dominant as so you went days. from it's fourth. Incredible. You talk about <laughs> Metcalf being a great player. No, that's just Russell Wilson creating him. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. From he doesn't have any help. To first now. I don't have any other bases. With one I don't season. Think their offensive line is great. I don't think their running game. I mean, their running game actually didn't play that bad last year. Chris Carson was very good for them. But yeah, I put them at the top of the division. I got San Fran as a close two. And then obviously I'm going to go with the Rams and then uh, the Cardinals to round out the four. Well, that was a good good way to end the NFL preview of the AFC West and the NFC West. We'll move on to the quick fantasy. Running up the score. Fantasy football advice. We're going to get into tight ends on this episode. Tight ends. Next episode is running backs, I believe. Or actually, no, wide receivers. And then the one after that is the, the big one. Now it's quarterbacks and running backs. So that one's going to be the interesting one. But we'll of go course. into tight ends here. Fantasy football preview. Tight ends. What are you looking for when it when you're going into your draft and you got to draft what tonight, right? So, yes. so what are you looking for when it goes into the tight end position? Because you know you have some top guys. When you're when we're looking at this, I'm looking at a, a ranking here. They have tiers. So tier one, they have Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz. Those are the guys that you, if you're you're up there, those are the guys to have. Tier 2, they have Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby. And then Tier 3, and I'll, I'll just stick with Tier 3 because they have a couple other tiers. But you have Hayden Hurst, Jared Cook, Rob Gronkowski, Austin Hooper, Mike Gesicki, Noah Font, Jonu Smith, TJ Hawkinson, and Dallas Goddard. So what are you looking for going into a draft when it comes to the tight end position? You know, for me, I've uh, I've already actually done two drafts under my belt, and I have two more pending but based on uh, what I've seen from the tight end position, you're looking at George Kittle and uh, Travis Kelsey. These guys are flying off the board in the second round. I'm a big fan of them uh, in that spot as well. I just really like a lot of wide receivers later on. I'm leaning towards running backs early on in the draft and a quarterback if I could potentially uh, find a way. Someone like Mahomes or uh, Lamar Jackson. But 
the tight end early for me is no issue. Going running back, tight end, running back in the first three rounds, and then focusing on the wide receiver after. You know, when it comes to uh, early tight ends, I'm a big fan of Kelsey and Kittle. I feel like when it comes down to Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz, they're just going in an area where I like a lot of receivers right now. And it makes it very difficult to draft those two in the drafts that I've done early on. Uh, I've had the 11th pick, and I think in the other one I had, like, the 7th. So I've been in that area where a tight end is capable. Uh, someone like Kelsey early on is a uh, great asset to have. I think Kansas City's offense is going to be uh, elite. And I think the defenses they have to take on are going to be difficult. But when you have Patrick Mahomes, uh, the sky's the limit. So I'm a big fan of Travis Kelsey this year. George Kittle, the same. I think he's, they're just going to be so reliant yeah. on George Kittle to make plays in that offense that I think he gets a lot of uh, burn and therefore a lot of points. But then after that, I'm kind of falling off on that tier one. And when it comes to tier two, I'm not even looking at it aside from maybe Darren Waller. Yeah. Uh, again, the same situation as George Kittle. I think it just feel like they got to be so reliant on him on the basis that they had the lack thereof on the wide receiver core on their roster. But the rest of that tier two, I'm, I'm looking right over. I'm looking right over the rest of that tier one. I'm looking over Andrews. I'm looking over Ertz. Not to say they're not going to be great picks, you know, where they go. Uh, I just feel like that they're going way too early, and they're going into an area where I'm a big fan of a lot of wide receivers. I'd rather have A.J. Brown. <laughs> on my roster right now as opposed to someone like Mark Andrews or Zach Ertz. Yeah. But I would not prefer to have, you know, even for me, you know, like Julio Jones, I'd rather have Travis Kelsey than Julio right now. Not to say Julio is going to be bad. I actually am a fan of the uh, Falcon, you know, offense this year, and I'll get more into that as I continue here. Uh, but when it comes to uh, the second rank of uh, tiers, like what you just said of tight ends, um, I'm not a fan of any of them besides Darren Waller. And then I'm going to skip right to tier three, in which case I'm a huge fan of uh, Hayden Hurst. And I expect him to have a big year for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, you got Austin Hooper in a similar standpoint. I think Hooper's success last year was based on the situation he was in. Matt Ryan is a capable, you know, quarterback who loves his tight ends. You know, you asked Tony Gonzalez for years. Uh, but I'm a big fan of Hayden Hurst on that standpoint. He is really like the last tier tight end I'd prefer to have. And then when it comes to late sleepers and someone to maybe take flyers on, I'm a fan of Herndon. I think he could be uh, real impactful going forward. But when it comes down to it, you know, the basis is that, you know, I'm going to go Kel Kelsey and Kittle. If I don't get either one of them, I'm waiting a little bit. If Darren Waller finds in a, you know, a very positive standpoint, I'll go after him. He has gotten overdrafted in a lot of the drafts I've had. So therefore, I haven't been able to pick him up from that tier two list. The rest of the tier two, I'll allow people to draft all day long. You know, guys like Higby and, you know, I'm not discrediting them. They're just not on my radar. And then, I'm, you know, I'm going to go with Gronk. I know a lot of the specials out there are, you know, really uh, saying he's too old and that he won't be as impactful as he has been in previous years. But he has the quarterback he's always had. Yeah, uh, I don't see Tom Brady throwing the ball deep a lot. Actually, out of that offense, I think Mike Evans takes the drop off there. I think uh, Gronk gets his share. I also don't expect too much out of my tight end ever. You know, it's a long time since we've had uh, Antonio Gates' performances and Tony Gonzalez' performances. And I think even a lot of the people that drafted Kelsey last year thought that, you know, they expected a lot more yeah. than what they got. I mean, he had a great year. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, I can't take any of these other tight ends except the ones I listed from you. I'm going to go Kelsey, Kittle, uh, Waller. Now, my thing when we're looking at uh, the tight ends, I feel like this, this year and even last year – the tight end position has gotten so much more deep. Back 
couple of years ago just playing fantasy, it was like if you missed out on Gronk and possibly Travis Kelsey, there was really nobody else. And now you look at a, a position where we were just talking about, you know, there's there's different tiers and you're looking at it and you're you're looking at tier one, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz. Then you you know, you look at tier two, Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, you know, and then you look at, uh, you know, tier three. But even when you look at tier four, as you were saying, Chris Herndon, you know, I think Blake Jarwin is going to be a huge upgrade if you wanted to to add a guy later in the draft. I think Blake Jarwin's going to have a huge year. Eric Ebron, OJ Howard, I think he's going to have a decent year. It's it's crazy when you look at it cuz even tier 5 you have guys like you know Jimmy Graham, David Njoku. You know, these are guys that can help your team when it comes to fantasy. You know, it's not even if you just, you know, pass up on Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. You know, I think Overall, you look at the rest of the, the the position, and I think you can get guys later on that can play a role for your team that can get you points. And I think that's the great thing about the tight end position this year is that it's just so deep. And I'm you know I'm excited to see how the tight end position plays out in fantasy this year. But that will do it for our show this week. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Beat breezy. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on sports radio.